A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 124. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Because our story Tuesday conversation was so packed and full of lessons, I'm sharing it in two parts. On Story Sunday, Mike discusses the consequences of working in your business instead of on your business, and how he continues to bring a forward-thinking approach to proactively adapt rather than waiting and reactively adapting to changes both internal and external in his business. Part two will continue on Story Tuesday, with Mike diving deep into our couch round to share even more lessons and insights. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams, and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout. If you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation you can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com coaching. Join me in welcoming Mike Jezoshek, founder of Jetron Associates and a modern, innovative CPA taking a new age approach to accounting, tax savings, and growing your business. Welcome back, Mike. Yeah, welcome to be back. 
Yeah, thank you so, so much. On Insight Sunday, you shared your own journey. You also shared some of the challenges and ways that you've thought of and really created and continuously grown your company, as well as some different components of elements that we all experience in business and in entrepreneurship, like fear, like hiring, like growing, like kind of building that bridge before you're going over it, and also how to handle it when the fear shows up. As you're kind of thinking about, oh gosh, I'm going over this bridge. What if the whole thing collapses under me, right? Mm -hmm. And so thank you so, so much for sharing your way of thinking, your way of approaching problem solving and of working with and through so many of the different reactions and challenges that show up, the human challenges that show up in business. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to that. So thanks again. And I really look forward to us kind of diving deeper into Story Tuesday, where we talk about your hard-earned lessons so that we can all learn from them. Awesome. Yeah. I wanted to start with one of your most memorable lessons. Can you bring us into a moment where you learned something from an experience, whether it was a mistake or something that didn't go well? Can you share a little bit more about what happened before, after, and a kind of key takeaway that came from that? Yeah. So I think it's something that's actually helped develop a service within our firm. And so the biggest thing was tax planning. And when we started our accounting firm, we started out with just doing bookkeeping. Then we later found out, hey, we should probably be doing tax too, because they go together very well. And how can we provide that service without having to have a client go to multiple different service providers? So we started tax. And to us at that time, tax was just preparing and filing tax returns. And one lesson that I learned on myself is that as we start to get a business that's starting to grow and also now you have profit in the business, what comes with that is tax bill. And I was always kind of on the mindset before I really dove into taxes is that, hey, if you want to be successful, you just have to pay taxes. That's part of what having a successful business is. But as we got deeper into tax, so we're doing tax returns now, we're facing our own tax bills are not fun times. We started to really dig into this idea of when we think of tax, what should we actually be thinking of? And so most people, when they think of tax, think of tax preparation. I'll see my accountant once a year in April. He'll file my tax returns. I'll see him again next year. And that's what I was doing to myself. And what we finally realized is that that's not how we should look at tax. Of course, that's legal requirements. It's important. It needs to be done right. But that's just taking information and sending it to the government and state agencies. Where we should really be putting our focus when we think of tax is tax planning. What can I be doing throughout the year to make sure I'm paying the least amount in taxes as legally possible? And when we had that mind shift focus, not only for me personally, but saying, okay, now I've done this to myself. I need to replicate this for my clients. I need to understand how can I change that focus from tax prep to tax planning? And that was one of the key things that I've done for myself in a successful and growing business, but also helping our business say, where can we provide this more value? Tax prep is what I call or consider a somewhat low value service. It's taking information and sending it up. Many people do tax prep in the country. Many people do a good job at it. But where is that key that people are missing out on? You know, they're paying these tax bills. The thing that they're missing out on is on that tax planning piece. And that's one thing that was a personal lesson that easily translated into helping our business out as well. Because we took that lesson and said, how do we service this for our clients? Mm, Yeah. So I'm really curious how and in what way it really became clear to you and for your company 
that tax prep wasn't enough. I noticed you were saying kind of that tax bill would show up and there's a kind of pain that comes with having to pay a, a big tax bill. So I'm really curious about your experience of that and had you shifting into starting to plan for that personally and for your business. Yes. You know, as we were starting to do tax prep, but we're starting to think of ideas of, you know, what can we do to reduce taxes? And most of the times you don't realize or think about your tax bill until tax season comes and it's too late. There's nothing that we can do. I mean, there's a few strategies left, but there's not much that we can do in tax season to reduce that tax liability. And so that got me thinking of how do we change that mindset to say tax planning is something that we do throughout the year. Tax planning is something mm-hmm. we do in June and throughout the year to make sure that we're paying those least amount in taxes as legally possible. So it was more so of not saying we're going to be successful and the tax bill equals success. It is how can we show success while still having a low tax bill? What are strategies that we can implement in our business to reduce that tax liability before the year's even over, as well as what can we do in our business to know what that tax liability is going to be? There's two pieces there. One, knowing what that tax liability is going to be. That's something we do now. We do it every quarter. We know exactly, okay, here's our estimated tax payment. Or, you know, so we know what our tax liability is going to be. Whether we decide to pay that or not, we at least know. Mm-hmm. That helps bring that pain instead of being in April, it's coming every quarter. Mm-hmm. But what that does is also remind us of saying, hey, this is a tax bill that we have. Now it brings to the forefront what can we do to reduce that? So what strategies can we think about to implement? And the types of strategies that we implement vary significantly on like what type of strategies they are. We have what we call baseline tax strategies. These are normally something that's easy to understand, easy to implement, free to implement, whether you're making $50,000 a year or a million dollars a year, we can implement them. So we Mm -hmm. did those. And then we said, when we got to that point, we said, okay, we've reduced our taxes. Great. We still have a tax bill. What else can we do? And that's when we kind of look into advanced tax planning. Mm-hmm. What are some advanced tax strategies that we can put into place to further reduce our tax bill? And so that just changes some of the complexity of the tax strategies and things like that. Yeah. So I'm hearing that what you experienced in your own business and in your own company was perhaps at the beginning, it was something that was at the end of the year and you would see it and it would kind of smack you in the face in a sense. And Mm -hmm. then you started thinking about, okay, what are things that we can do to address this? And one of the things that came up is how about looking at it more frequently? If you look at it at more regular intervals, it can give you a sense of what's happening, what's coming up or to anticipate it. You can choose at that time if you want to pay it then or defer it until later. And I'm sure there's a lot of technical stuff of which I am woefully underqualified to talk about. But at the same time, what shows up then is you can start to think more in advance as opposed to thinking after the fact. So there's a difference between being proactive versus being reactive. I know that's something that I often talk about is the difference between proactive adapting or adaptation and reactive adapting or adaptation. Yeah, no. And I think that that's the key thing is that so many people will try to just push. They don't want to know what their tax bill is going to be. So they were like, I'm just going to wait till April because I honestly, I don't want to know what that tax bill is going to be. Mm. But the problem with with not knowing is that they can't fix it then. Because when they do finally know what that tax bill is, the strategies and the things that we can do to lower it are gone. 
the year's yeah. over. There's nothing that we can do at that time. So mm. that's exactly by being proactive and bringing that activity to the forefront. And we're not sending clients quarterly estimated tax payment to try to scare them or to provide stress in their business. We do it as a point of one, they're prepared if they need to it. If they want to pay that tax bill, they know what it's going to be and they're prepared. But it's also a reminder to them that saying, hey, there's planning that we should be doing. There's things that we should be doing now to reduce that tax liability. We can turn this estimated tax payment, we could cut it in half using tax strategies. Mm. And they're like, yes, I'm on board. And so that's where we try to change the focus of our clients because so many business owners that we've talked to and our listeners of our podcast have that mindset of tax season is a once a year thing. I see my CPA once a year to file taxes. Our main focus is we just want to change that mindset so that people can think more proactively about tax planning. When they think of tax, think about tax planning. What can I do to minimize my taxes instead of thinking about when do I need to file taxes and just send the documents to the government? Yeah. As you're talking about that and really kind of hammering those points of thinking ahead, it reminds me of what we were talking about on Insight Sunday in a few different ways about the ways in which you were in your business and different parts of your business, really thinking ahead and thinking about what if this and what if that, and really using that and harnessing that as an opportunity to really approach things in advance. We talked about it in a few different ways. One was that it led you to see a gap in the market for a software. And that was something that you were experiencing personally, but also was really something a few years later, a few short years later, that other people were clamoring to build this stuff because we were all experiencing it, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's a similar process of thinking about, yeah, there are all these pain points and you can wait until the pain points are so intense, you can't really do anything about them anymore. Or the first moment of inkling, you can say, okay, how can I be proactive about it? I think it's so fascinating that concept, that experience and that process that you engage in of future thinking is such a core part of how you provide these high value services. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, and I will say that it's so hard to do that future thinking sometimes because you're mm. wrapped up in so much of the day-to-day -day basis. And that's a problem that we've had in our business. And I look back and say, if I could change or grow this business in a different way, how would I do it? Mm. And a lot of that is saying, how can I remove myself from the business? Not because I don't want to work or I don't want to do anything and I just want to collect paychecks. That's not the idea behind it. But the further you can remove yourself from the business, the more you can see what needs to be fixed, as well as look into that future piece. So there's been years, you know, as we go along where we maybe didn't look much into the future because the leadership team, myself, was so deep into doing actual client work and really focused on just providing our service instead of being able to step back a little bit and be like, okay, what can we do better? How can we do it better? And how can that lead to this? And, you know, if we revamp this process, how can that grow to something? How can that help us in our growth process? And so that was one kind of key transition that we, I think, as business owners have to try to find out. And everybody says, you got to work on your business, not in your business. And mm. that's easy to say, and that's easy to do or easy to talk about, mm. but it's little piece by piece. How can we actually put that into play? It's not going to be a click of fingers. And also now you're working on your business instead of in it. It's a slow process, but that mm. process can lead to exponential growth if you just keep your mind focused on it. Yeah, it's so important. Thank you so much for sharing that. It's actually one of the couch questions we'll get to in a few minutes, which I think is so great that the way that you're thinking 
And what you're sharing is your own experience in this business was there were times that you were so stuck working in it that it really impaired or affected your ability and the leadership team, the whole leadership team's ability to look at what are things that are going well that we can really continue to invest in? What are areas that we can improve that if we make those improvements are really going to make an impact in this business and how it grows and how valuable it is to intentionally take and make the steps. And it's not a singular process, which I also really appreciate. You said it's not a snap of the fingers. It's not just that you say to yourself one day, oh, I don't want to keep working in my business. I need to work on my business. And then suddenly you don't have anything to do anymore in your business, or you don't have to do it anymore, right? It's a mm-hmm. process. It takes intention. But I think it's so powerful to recognize and understand that when we are working in our business and we're doing that, with so much of our time, we're spending so much of our time doing that, it really does get in the way of being able to take a step back and look at and work on the business. Yeah. I still struggle with that. It's at times where now you're diving in and you're like, well, there has to be a parameter somewhere, some type of indicator that you have for yourself to say, okay, now it's time to move back. And that could be as simple as hiring another person. That could be as hiring an executive or a virtual assistant to help in certain areas of your business. Someone always told me once is track your time and look at where you're spending your time. And what do you think is a good hourly rate that you should be doing? Mm-hmm. And look at those times that you're doing and say, would you pay somebody your hourly rate to do that? If the answer is yes, then great. Continue to do it. If the answer is no, hire somebody at the rate that they're worth to take that off your plate and open up that capacity. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's really important to keep in mind. And thank you for those really kind of strategic and tactical approaches that you can take in order to create more time and space for you to work on your business and grow it rather than just get stuck working in it. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 